Can you believe my luck? <laughs> this is crazy. I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket after this, you I tell you. Just keep going. Like, right. you just win it. You're paying out every time. Yeah. So. Having quite a good day, Mr. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 813 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Can't handle more breaking news. Cease and desist. Can't handle. Well, usually it comes on a Friday afternoon, right? Breaking news coming through a fire hose all day Thursday. One Mm -hmm. thing after another after another. I mean, it didn't even wrap up until almost midnight with the Wisconsin State Legislature. The Assembly was in session till almost midnight. So who knows what can happen today? So all of that to, still to come, but I want to get to what we referenced at the top of the newscast. Milwaukee Brewers are holding a news conference today. This is First, I'll give you what I have officially from the Brewers. And this is coming from them to announce the news conference today at American Family Field. Press conference today at American Family Field, 11 a.m. Media can arrive at 1030, park in this lot, go through this gate. Note that media credentials are not required to cover the event. That was the first indication to me that this isn't baseball-related. And, of course, everything the Brewers do is baseball-related. But, I mean, this isn't like we traded for this guy. It it suggests to me that this is not manager Craig Council-related because I feel like that's a baseball thing. It's not a business Okay. Thing. I have how many people have I reached out to? Or less than 12. Minutes. I'm all over this thing <laughs> trying to get somebody to tell me what's going on. The best I can get out of a source with the Brewers, is that this is not stadium funding related, or at least the stadium funding deal. Wouldn't have shocked See, that me everything else that happened thing, out of Madison. Right? First thing I thought, right? News conference, everybody welcome, come at this time, nothing else. Yep, here we go, yada yada. Here's the proposal, right, that they're going to put through the state legislature because Rick Schlesinger did tell us, Brewers uh, president of business operations, did tell us he's optimistic there will be something here early in the mm-hmm. fall. Yep that at least will be the proposal that will be debated on. And we've heard that from lawmakers, too. They think in the next couple of weeks something will pop there. So I am told by a Brewer's source that that is not what this announcement is, but it is, quote, according to my source, a significant business announcement. So don't you separate that out from council news? Um, I, mean, I guess so. I, mean, the team. I feel like we're splitting hairs a little bit, although I would say that Counts has said repeatedly to us as recently as last week, that this is not something he wants to discuss until after the season. No reason not to believe him on that. And I do think if it were council-related, then you would have your usual suspects, you know, like the regularly credentialed brewers type. Right? We just talked to Adam McKelvey, MLB.com. Guys like that who already have a credential to cover it, they're invited because it's a baseball thing, right? Not that they wouldn't allow other people to ask for that credential, but like that's, that's a baseball thing. To me, a business thing is something that has to do with the the business of the Brewers. Things that are on my radar, could it be an adjacent development to the stadium? People have a talked about Title Town. Yeah. People have talked about a quote unquote beer district or other things, which I again will remind you is not a solution to the long term stadium funding thing. Have a beer district, don't have a beer district, that's not going to get you four hundred million dollars over the next twenty years. So but could it be something like that? Sure. Could it be an ownership new investor? Mark Atanasio is the principal investor, of course, and the, the primary owner of the Milwaukee Brewers. But there are many other smaller investors, including Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? Mm-hmm. So could it be something like that? Uh, could it be a sponsorship that seems to be a bigger deal to the Brewers than it is to us, right? Somebody's stepping up to build a new gate. You know, all the gates are named. 
Associated like Bank a, has a gate. Potawatomi has a gate. I don't recall that being standard protocol, though, for them to to make a big announcement like this for a that wouldn't feel big gate to sponsor. me. Right? Is it something that would feel big to them or to their sponsor? Perhaps, but I can't get out of anybody whether or not that's the case or which one of those. Some folks have already been texting questions, Old National Bank Talk and text line, 855-616-1620. And someone text in, boo, rich baseball team not chipping in for maintenance. First of all, that's not accurate. <laughs> and it's certainly not going to be the announcement today. But that is not accurate, and it, this is a lot of money, and they're asking for taxpayer money. I'm sensitive to that. But the Brewers pay $1.2 million a year in rent and $300,000 a year that goes into the Capital Projects Fund or things for maintenance or other things that they want to do at the ballpark. So per the agreement that was already created. Yes. You can say that's too low. You can uh, Fine. But let's deal in the facts here. The Brewers don't pay nothing. And they are a part of the regular upkeep of that stadium. Uh, somebody else question. Let me see. Where's the other question? Probably who is replacing Stearns. Hmm. We First of all, we kind of already have that replacement in Matt Arnold. Matt's not been named Brewers president of baseball operations. He's still senior vice president and general manager, but basically the David Stearns role. And Stearns, it's because Stearns was announced, or not so much announced, but said to be leaving the Brewers as an advisor and going to take the president of baseball operations role with the New York Mets. He's already sort of been replaced, essentially, for everything that he did in the organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plus, to me, again, that's sort of an, a baseball announcement. I don't think it's that upcoming concert announcement. That would have—I think my source would have told me it's a concert announcement, not a business announcement. Kiss is coming to Am- <laughs> the Savannah. The Savannah Bananas are yes, coming. Yes, that'd be great. What's wrong They're with just, just letting the announcement happen at 11 a.m.? <laughs> okay, this is what we do. We talk about the news. All right, you know what? Never mind. Every everything that happens from here on out will never be discussed prior to it happening. I'm not going to tell you what time the Packers play on Sunday. Why don't we just let it happen? No Packers talk till Sunday. Out, canceled. Why don't you guys just let the thing happen? (laughs) That one broke me. Come on, man. We will. We'll let it happen. All right, Wes, we'll let it happen. And in in the interim, I have shown my work here and let you know that we are trying to find out more <laughs> this one guys i work for the brewers and it better be good news otherwise it will ruin my day <laughs> oh man did your source refuse to tell you or do they simply not know no my source knows and and that's a can't let you know and that that happens a lot by the way and here we go there's going to be an announcement that the cubs suck <laughs> 8 20 on wisconsin's morning news thank you on Wisconsin's morning news. This morning on strike, 13,000 or thereabouts. Members of the United Auto Workers Union, they say they're taking it to the big three. We are the union, mighty, mighty union. We just want our fair share, plain and simple. Their fair share demands of a 36% raise over about four years and a shorter work week among them. I've said earlier, the latest I saw in terms of offers before the strike deadline, which came just before midnight Eastern time, so just before 11 o'clock our time overnight, uh, offers in the neighborhood of half of what the UAW workers are asking for from Ford, GM, and Stellantis, formerly Fiat Chrysler. Now, UAW has deals with each of these big three in their own ways, right? So the, the offers coming from Ford were different than GM, than Stellantis, 
Ford, I believe, was the most generous, somewhere around a 20% raise. And if you're wondering where the 38 to 40% raise increase comes from, or that request, it stems from what the, the union workers are saying is in line with what the CEOs have made since the last contract is that much money. So if the CEOs have made a 40% increase, the union says, okay, share the wealth. And fair enough, right? Like we, we keep talking about the gap and the divide between the ultra-rich and the everybody else. And in the everybody else, some are certainly better off than others, no question. But there is that widening gap. And no matter who you work for, right, unless, unless you're that CEO, you probably looked up at the top and said, really? Hmm. I got this <laughs> and you're, what, really? So uh, I grant you all that. But the reality of expecting, and granted, that's, you know, it's where you start a negotiation. Sure. Right? Way course, high in yep, expecting yep. to negotiate on see down. What happens, yep. But a 40% raise, I mean, that's... It seems a ridiculous even starting point. You've negotiated contracts before, right? Yeah, you've had to go sure. in and mm-hmm. so you and I aren't aren't union represented. We've always done our own thing. So we've had to go down and sit with the boss and say, Hey, I'm worth this. And boss says, I'm I'm at one percent, two percent, and you're at this percent and all that. I promise you. And I've I've negotiated with Wex. Folks have heard Wex here on the thing. When Wex was general manager over in television, I had to sit across from Wex and say, you know, when we talk numbers and things like that, if I had walked into Wex's office as a starting point for a negotiation and said 40%, I, I promise you this is what he would have said. Like, I guess we're done here. <laughs> well, no, what do you mean done? Like, what's your count? There is no counter. If that, if that's where you're if you've shown me that level of disrespect to come in here with an offer that is so unrealistic. We can go ahead and be done here. Now, granted, as one guy, he could show me the door. Sure. It's right. different than when you negotiate as a union. I've got union friends who back in the day of TV, IBEW, International mm-hmm. Brotherhood mm-hmm. of Electronic yep. Workers. I know the union stewards. I know what their their discussions were about. They were in there looking for nickel, diamond, quarter raises per hour. And times are different now. There's more money at stake. Auto workers are not photographers and engineers at TV stations, but... And just to put that in perspective of how much of a raise they're looking for in this one shot, it's way out there. So this is what's unique. There's a couple of things at play here. The um, the creation of EVs, electronic vehicles, that's playing a role in all of this and the requirement that the big three have in, in manufacturing more of those EVs and what kind of work power they need for that. There's also this. This is not a mass walkout. It's not like everyone's on the picket line. They're right being now. super strategic about yeah. it. Yeah. So the union is trying to disrupt corporate operations with targeted strikes. So there are three specific facilities right now that they're striking at. Now, this could change. So, like in a couple of weeks or days or however long this would take, they may actually have these workers return. There's a Ford plant in Michigan that they're striking at, a GM plant in Missouri, and then a Stellantis, the Chrysler plant in Ohio. They could actually send those workers back to work in a couple of days and then pick some other factories and plans to walk out of, is my understanding. And we talked with Mike Dubusky of ABC News. He's the uh, technology reporter for ABC News. We talked with him live this morning, and his understanding was exactly that, Eric, that UAW could move, sort of do rolling strikes, yeah. like move it around, lessening the burden on any individual group of workers, because strike pay isn't what they're getting full-time. Of course not. Right? So it's a hardship for those workers, no question. And then, you know, move it around and target different plants from time to time in order to, like I say, lessen on one individual group of workers, but still perpetuate the strike as the negotiations continue. Regardless of which side you come down on all of that, 
there is going to be a ripple effect for all sorts of folks who aren't directly involved in this. And you'd start with the auto parts suppliers. You start with everybody on the supply chain. You know, Debusky mentioned, what about the guys who drive the cars, drive those giant transport vehicles? What about everybody that they do business mm-hmm, with? If mm-hmm. we aren't shipping cars, then everybody gets affected along that chain. And then in terms of the cost of a vehicle, Debusky dropped this fact on it. I, d- I did look it up, too. We are, in the U.S. right now, north of $45,000 for the average price of a light vehicle. Yeah. I Wow. I would have if you asked me name the average price and again knowing that some cars cost are 70 or 80 right, right. and some cars are less I would have put it at 32 33 Well I mean we made money on our used minivan that's the reason nuts. the reason I don't that's drive it anymore nuts. my wife doesn't is because we were able to make money on that and move on from there so yeah I believe it that's why you've been working with the the car Car guys, right now to help fix my used car to make sure that I can. Eric's keep on it. and off the phone with his with his car guide this morning. We right. had a radiator issue over there. Yes, and got to take care of that one. But you had it was enough that you said, mm, "Am I fixing this or right. no?" Yeah, and if, if I don't, okay, then then what am I doing? What are your choices? Right? Am I really gonna save money going a different no. way? No, you could fix it for eight hundred, a thousand dollars, or whatever you're looking at, which is a real kick That's to the a teeth. Lot of money. <laughs> Yes, it is. It is a punch to the mouth. You're correct. Right, right. right to the groin. He's down on a knee. I think he's going to be all right. No, it is. But what's your alternative, right? Yeah. And if this perpetuates, going to get even tougher, new or used. 831 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I like the other story better. I think this is exciting. Okay, but it could have been... Way more exciting. Yes. All right. An update. Because the house always wins. All right. Remember this story about the MGM Grand, the Bellagio, Caesars Palace, scrambling to contain the havoc from a series of cyber attacks on their computer systems this week. Uh, This is at a Europe and U.S.-based hacking group known as Scattered Spider. It's disabling casinos, checking computers, all kinds of issues. Check-in procedure is kind of messy, a lot of long lines. Gambling's really messy. It is fun when you have to wait. It's also not as fun when you're worried about your stuff getting stolen. Who's still even gambling there? Like, you know this place has been cyber hacked, right? Yes. I Go across the street. So Who's <laughs> waiting in line? So here's the thing that's crazy. Here's what we're learning now. So yesterday we talked about how this was kind of like Ocean's Eleven, but not really because this is a ransomware attack, right? Where you steal their stuff and then you say, hey, look. We're going to spread this data to everyone unless you give us a ton of money. And it's all computers. Yeah, and that's kind of like, oh, There's no not, guys trying to crack a vault. Not as sexy as Brad Pitt and George Clooney, you know, right. crawling through things. No, but the original plan was a little bit different. The Financial Times reports the hackers originally tried to manipulate the slot machine software. Unsuccessful, they then hacked the resort systems in exchange for money. Yeah, Experts so what they warn all big corporations yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gotta, gotta be careful. <laughs> I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Delete those. Don't click on those links. Anyway, here's what's fascinating. Here's what's fascinating. They wanted to recruit mules to gamble and milk the machines, says the Financial Times. So they were going to manipulate the software that runs the slot machines, make them looser, and then have you walk in there, Vince, and be like, oh, hey, I'm winning. I'm in the money. I won again. Yes. And that was the original plan. And they finally realized that, oh, you know what? That's a little dicey. Let's just go back to the old school way and 
get paid the way that ransomware people get paid because... Oh, again! I won again! Oh! <laughs> no, see, no, <laughs> no deals. This will work. They will get paid, says uh, Sugar Shot uh, security founder Scott Spiro. There's a good chance that they're going to get paid because they need to get those operations back up and running as soon as possible. They're losing tremendous amounts of money. How awesome would that have been? People just sneaking in there. How proud Can you believe my luck? This is crazy. I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket after this, I tell you. Just keep going. You're paying out every time. Yeah. So... Having quite a good day, Mr. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> the uh, the uh, scattered spider still working to get their money. MGM Grand and others still trying to get back online. Because a house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big. And then you take the house. I just won again! <laughs> 8.43 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I want you to watch the live stream. I think a lot of folks don't know. We're wired for HD video in here. Yep, we got yep. four cameras in the studio. You can watch us anytime. Okay. And you can do that on the website, WTMJ.com. You can do it on our app. You can do it on our YouTube channel. WTMJ.com. Thank you. Can you is, do you have a keyword, Pancake? Can they just... Yeah, let's set up... If you text WATCH to the old National Bank Talk okay. and Text line... 855-616-1620. Watch. We'll get you a, a link to the live stream. You can do it dot .com, too. That's the way I do it. Dot .com. I'm dot com right now. <laughs> Thanks, you. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, if you're dot .com, and send a text. The word is watch to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Text the word watch. We will send you a link, because apparently Pancake has something that we need to watch. All right. I'm getting to the website. Hi, it's John Reitz from Great Midwest Bank. The Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's. Greg Pancake Hill produces Wisconsin's Morning News. He got his nickname, folks always ask. He used to work at the Pancake House on the South Side, so they started calling him Pancake. Every week we have great ideas for the show. Some of them make it in, some of them don't. So we assigned Greg to whip up a little something with the lev- leftovers here on this Friday morning, the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? If my intelligence is artificial, then how come I rock out harder than you? Okay. What's this about? This is about as heavy as it's going to get. little fun fact about your friendly neighborhood pancake. I'm a total metalhead. Not closet at all. Pretty proud about it. I like all sorts of music, but that's kind of where I plant my flag is with the rock and roll. And as you may have heard on our show yesterday, there was a closed-door meeting on Capitol Hill earlier this week that featured tech industry giants, including, of course, Elon Musk. And when discussing artificial intelligence, Elon had the most metal quote of all time. There is some chance that above zero that AI will kill us all. Yeah, so (laughs) that's about how it goes. So we have that to look forward to, but in the meantime, let's try to enjoy the endless possibilities that artificial intelligence and technology all around can give us. Before we move on, I like how you mentioned the live stream. You're going to want to check out the live stream right now because on the quad box we got going on, on one of the videos, or one of the squares, I should say, I got a video stored away, and that's because now... Before ever, in the first time, I want to introduce to you a band I like to call Compressor Head. And this is what they look like. (laughs) 
is the newest heavy metal band on the circuit, so to speak. This is the band that is absolutely wailing on a cover of Motorhead's hit song, Ace of Spades. Nice. Now, the best thing about this band, as you can see if you're watching on the live stream, they're all robots. They are made up of robots. Not only are they robots, they have <laughs> names and they have backstories. They're jamming. So too. allow me to introduce the band. Compressor Head is named that because they are powered by air compressing machines. Now if you ask, ah, they're just playing over recording, they're actually playing those instruments that they're holding. Wow. I like to introduce the singer, that's Mega Watson, who is quite literally the heaviest lead singer of all time. A robot that weighs in at 305 kilograms, that would be 770 pounds. Mega Watson navigates the stage on two tracks, similar to how like a tank moves around. He has a retractable mohawk and pulsating teeth. Retractable mohawk. You bet. I love it. Introducing the rest of the band, there's Stick Boy on drums, which is a four-armed, two-legged drummer. The guitar player, <laughs> whose name is pretty apropos, because he has 78 fingers. And of course, there's Hell Guitar, the only female member of the band. Wow, so they can shred if you have how many fingers? 78. Eight. A little easier to play guitar that way. All right, so can they improvise? Could um, you do like a guitar Can they just jam song? out? Right. I think that they could be there. I guess it depends how you uh, program the air compression. More importantly, can they bite the head off a chicken? <laughs> he has pulsating teeth, Eric. Think, yeah, look at them. They're pulsating <laughs> like a piano. Oh, my God. Like, look at them go. I like the head banging. I dare some drunk fan to throw something at these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Wow. So that is air compressor head. And I don't know, maybe it's nostalgia being raised up on animatronics. Hello, Disney World. Yeah. Remember Chuck E. Cheese? That <laughs> yes. nightmare fuel of a concert? I think that they uh, kind of got it right with compressor head over here. So what do you think? I mean, what do you guys think? I say it's actually pretty cool. I love it. Entirely listenable. Like, yeah, this like is... They're right? killing it. It's a good, this is, and they're actually playing. Keep that in mind. Like the drummer's actually playing the drums. I love that like a thing. physical drum kit. They're playing a physical guitar up there. That's so awesome. That sounds really good, actually. It? So Four I love machines. introducing Compressor Head. Coming yeah. to Summerfest, hopefully soon. Brought to you by Weniger Compressor, American patriotism yeah. made in Wisconsin. Well done. Putting the metal in metal. <laughs> Eight fifty-five on Wisconsin's morning news. So, a number of times today, uh, just about after seven forty-five, we've been talking about a somewhat mysterious email that we got from the Milwaukee Brewers saying that there was going to be a news conference. And anytime you get a solicitation for news conference, here here's the news conference, and it has no details on what it's about. Your eyebrows go. Hmm? Typically, that means it's something you weren't expecting yeah, and kind of a big deal. Yeah. So the Brewers are only telling me I. Couple of, I've reached out to everybody, and I've got some folks who say they know and can't say. I've got others who say they don't know. What I have from a source at the Brewers is that it is a business announcement, and it was labeled significant business announcement. But not funding of the stadium. That is correct. So that was the first thing I thought when I saw that is, oh, there's a proposal on stadium funding. According to my source at the Brewers, it is not that. I will caution you. We've made a big deal out of it because you know it raised, caught our attention. However, that which the Brewers consider significant and that which you maybe in your day-to-day life consider significant might be very different things. 
Okay, right? That's good to know. That's good. That's I've gone good to a reminder. Of, I've gone to a lot of significant news conferences that we got there and went, okay, this is, I mean, it's nice, it's interesting, but if your expectation level was at an eight and this delivers on a five, it's going to feel like a disappointment. So I don't have more beyond that that I can share. I'm working on it. And if we get information that we can share here before the 11 o'clock news conference, we will. Nonetheless, we'll know at that time whether or not significant means the same thing to you and me as it does to the Milwaukee Brewers. WTMJ now (laughs) is next. Sandy Max, hello, hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Are you ready for the political power hour at 9 o'clock? Oh, it should be a saucy (laughs) one. Just a few things to talk about. Man, we were talking about that this morning. It was like breaking news through the fire hose yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, I was listening to you. You had the list that just went, and this, and this. And then last night, overnight, the redistricting, redistricting maps. Mm-hmm. And now Megan Wolf and the state chief election official still going to go to her job, even though, no, we don't want you. Isn't that amazing? Like yeah. That, that part of it, regardless of where you sit on the issue, the fact that like she's still just, I keep just doing my job. I'm just going to keep doing it. Until but, the court orders me not to is basically what she said. Potentially it putting the go. integrity and election integrity. Right. Right? And it, and it <laughs> will know. go to court. And I don't, I don't, you know. Not a lawyer, but it'll be interesting to see how lawyers interpret what's happened here. The Democrats continue to say, you didn't have, did the state, uh, did the state Senate, an opportunity to, un- basically they nominate someone, and if they're not nominated, how can you say that we don't confirm the nomination? That's the argument from Democrats, is saying that he was never actually renominated to the post. So anything that happened out here, not legal. And that's the position of the Democrat Attorney General, Josh Call, who's already filed a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Republicans are saying, no, nah, I mean, there were three votes for her in their body at the elections commission there were three abstaining votes she was therefore nominated and we have a right to say we want her out and then the word impeachment being used in our state and in the country a little bit to talk about there the i word yeah, yeah the i word yeah exactly so lots to talk about in the political power hour and i heard you talking about huey lewis in the news what a joy to celebrate the sports album 40 years ago today but huey has played at least four times at Summerfest and is part of the Summerfest Walk of Fame. And my special guest co-host today is Sarah Pankeri. Oh, very nice. President and CEO of Milwaukee World Festival. Perfect. So we'll get a Summerfest update and maybe... Uh, oh, see if she wants to book Compressor Head. I'm going to. I just heard Pancake make a strong, strong pitch for that. I think those guys were awesome. <laughs> or whatever they are. All right. WTMJ Now with Sandy Max is up next.